Hello, everybody. I'm Tom Dorsey. I'm Jay Greg Nanny. It's February 20th, 2019. And this is your podcast. And this is the podcast, February 20th of 2019. Yep. Hard to believe President's Day weekend has uh, has passed us. And But I'm telling you what, it's going to be 60 tomorrow. <laughs> but it snowed this morning. It snowed this morning. <laughs> be 60 tomorrow. And come the 1st of um, March, we're going to get our butt kicked again. No, oh, don't tell me that. Yeah. When the calendar turns to March, at least here, the first thing that comes to mind is spring is here. When you hit March, it just, spring's got to be here, right? Yeah, it makes you feel better, but it's not. No. This, this is not likely to happen. All right. I listen to, uh, you know, what's really cool is weatherbell.com. Mm. You got to go there. And Joe Bastardi, I think, is just a, is the best meteorologist, and he explains everything and shows you on a map. And here's why this is blocking, and here's why this is happening in Australia. And when this happens in Australia, this will always happen up here, and you understand the why. That's interesting. What's it called again? It's called Weather Bell. Weather Bell. You showed you showed that to me. Before. Yeah, it is interesting. I love it. It's free. It's a it's a free one. You can you can if you're a weather nut like me. You can sign up for two hundred and fifty a year and get the and get the premium. Gotcha. But uh, I think you know the, the basic is fine. That's great. That's, That's interesting. Cool. Weatherbell.com. Yeah. So thinking of weatherbell.com, what's happening in our world? One of the things that I noticed that you don't see these things that often, and that's in the all model. The all model is really a unique model, and it looks at all of the models that we have, which are how many of them? 85 or so? 85. Takes 85 models, puts them into a matrix, and takes the top three relative strength. Well, what turned my head is precious metals is in that. And I remember times in precious metals, and I've talked about it on this podcast, like back in, in 1978, where the only thing that you traded was precious metals, silver, anything. I mean, $5 stocks went to $45 before it was over. And it always gets my attention because it's the kind of thing in my long career on Wall Street that you never forget. And when you look at it and say, and, and, and I had Ian uh, go back and look and say, when's the last time precious metals was in the all model? Because that gets my attention. That all model has a great track record. And what you yeah. do with the all model is you go into the models and it says, here are the three models that are the best. Then you go into each one of those individually and buy the five stocks that are in it. So you have a portfolio of 15 stocks. This is really cool. I mean, customers who are interested in stocks, you want to do this and look at the track record. But when you see the precious metals in there, I went back and said, when's the last time that happened? That was February 8th, 2016. And it stayed in there until August 30th, 2016. So here's the returns. Gold, if you look at GC forward slash, uh, was up 10.34%. And if you look at that for the futures, like I'll, I'll trade futures, um, that's, a, that's a heck of a good run. Silver was up 20.62%. The precious metals um, uh, sector, which is P-R-E-C-T-A, was up 31.14% during that period. And the Dow Jones was up 15.14%. So because precious metals there doesn't mean that the Dow Jones can't go up, because it did. It went up 15%. But Dow Jones was only up half of what precious metals went up. Hmm. Interesting. So it tells you to go in here and look at precious metals. And only you can, 
you can decide this yourself. Um, you can use the model itself, P-R-E-C-T-A, look inside there, see what the stocks are. Um, use your own favorite gold. You could use um, uh, ETFs that are, are gold. All kinds of ways yeah. that you can play this. Yeah. But all I'm trying to do is bring this to your attention. Yeah. And while I do that, you look at the model page. This is the place that you want to go every single day on our site. This is the most important place for me. I go here, and I'll page up and down, and I'll look at returns for the last 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, uh, year to date. Uh, it gives me ideas, and I go into the holdings. You can then click uh, the name of that model, and it takes you into the matrix. It tells you what's it's everything there. So I was telling you, I said, you know what we need? We need to be able to click different models together, like bolting them on. Mm -hmm. And you said, wait a minute, we can do that. We can do that. So let's we, do it. We, we have an app for that. Yep. Is there, <laughs> so it, it was interesting because oftentimes there's 85 models. And what a lot of people want to know is how do they work together? If you were to take this model and put it with that model and what what does that return stream look like and so you know as we were talking we were just paging down and said okay well let's let's just do a, a simple model so go to the ETF page you can on the left hand side the ETF model page there's a box that says allocation percentage where you can page down there and put a number to allocate to that model for a percentage so if you wanted to do let's pick three models split up a third a third a third you put 33% for the third. And so we page down and put 33% in, let's say the Focus 5, First Trust Focus 5 model. Okay. That's 33% of the portfolio. Keep on paging down the iShare Tactical model. Okay. iShare Tactical model, it's got the ability to raise, get a bit defensive in there. Let's put another 33% there. And then let's do maybe the State Street Sector model. Mm -hmm. Put another 30, a third or 34% in that portfolio. And then the page will condense and collapse once you allocate 100%. And it brings you down to the bottom where it gives you the ability to backtest that strategy. So what would that look like if you allocated 33% to the First Trust Focus 5 model, 33% to the iShare Tactical model, 34% to the State Street Fixed Income model, give it a date range, go back to say 1231.07, and then you can choose a rebalance frequency. So um, do I want to rebalance those third, the 33rd? The, the third, the third, the third on a quarterly basis, semi-annual, annual, or no forced rebalance. So let's just say we do that on an annual basis and then you hit run model test and what it will do is go back and look at that return stream. So you can see over the course, so going back to 1231 of 2007, if you would have owned those three models and made all of the changes inside of those models um, over the course of that time period, about 12 years, that cumulative portfolio performance would have been up 164% versus the S&P 500 that was up 89% over the same time period. Now that's, you know, to me, that's the most beautiful thing. And I've been, I've been in this business 40 some years. This is beauty to me. It's like a Rembrandt painting. And I think every one of our clients need to go to this model page and hang out there and start trying what you just did and see what fits together. Sit down with a customer as simply as what you just did. And you will amaze and delight them. Yeah. And yeah, you could go back and you say, let's you know, take one out and put another one in. What does that do to it? Or maybe I want four instead of three. There's, there's an infinite number of combinations that you could come up with there. I think what you came up with right there was, was perfect. 
Why would anybody want to own anything else other than that? <laughs> and in that sector model, is that the one where is that one where if it's in a column of X it stays, if it's in a column of O's it comes out? Yes, that's the State Street sector model. Just if it's an X it stays? X it stays, O's it's out. Simple, straightforward. I mean, it almost makes me want to go back into production. Just to be able to sit down and explain this to people. And if you've got 30 of them in a room, you can open 29 accounts. There'll be one guy who won't. <laughs> He'll come back in a few weeks. <laughs> but you're going to end up getting but 30. You can, absolutely, this, absolutely. This is absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, this is where I hang out is on this page. And you just find so much interesting information um, when you look at the model page and see which things are have been put together. Yeah. Well, and as you dig into the holdings, and you know, these models specifically, they're uh, certainly more equity focused. The iShare tactical model has the ability to raise some, some uh, fixed income exposure and get into some other asset classes. But as you begin to look underneath the surface of, of these models today, what you see is certainly um, a number of apparent trends that are going on in the market. Technology in general as a sector is a sector that is uh, spread throughout all of those models. And we see that if you go into Dolly, one, I think one of the interesting pictures, if you're just looking for a snapshot of what has gone on over the past month in terms of the relative strength movement, if you go to the Dolly page and click on the details and then click on the sub asset class, you see all of the different sub asset classes. So within US equities, you see all the sectors and style boxes. Within international equities, you can see what's gone on in terms of movement uh, within Dolly and what you see. Okay, when you go, let, let's backtrack for a second. Go into the Dolly page, explain that. So go to Dolly. Here so I have it right here. This is it, right? On your, there's a couple places to access it right on your welcome tab. On my welcome tab. Or if you go to indicators, you click on Dolly. Mm -hmm. But if you click on Dolly and go to that page, and then click on Dolly page. page. There's a little block right there that says to click it. There we have it. Okay. So that overview file is what comes up. If you click on details from there. Okay, where am I going to see details? Okay, right up here. Details. That will expand. That That's basically mm -hmm. like popping the, the hood on your car. Mm -hmm. See a little bit more granularity. Then when you click on sub-asset class, which is a button on the left-hand okay, side Okay, I see it, sub-asset class. There it is right there. And if I see it, anyone can see it. <laughs> Believe me. So then what this is going to do, this is like after you pop the hood, now you're actually picking the hood up and you're seeing the, the movement underneath the surface. The distributor, you, you see, see the all the hoses and the hoses, yeah. All kinds of stuff. Uh, or you see a big uh, computer, depending on which kind of car, what kind of car you have nowadays. But what this shows, and the, the, the one thing that kind of jumps out to me here, is within the sector piece, you see technology is the number one ranked sector, and you continue to see the sector tally number for okay, technology. Okay, I'm paging down to get sector. Right? Yes. Oh, or, nope. Move your finger. And so you see the sectors there ordered Okay. Yeah, right now. Technology down. has 197 buy it, which means it's got 197 buy signals. Healthcare, 167. 167. Utilities, industrials, on and on down the line. Then when you look to the right, you see the dots. And what the dots are going to show you is movement, improvement, or uh, decrease in the actual number of buy signals. Mm -hmm. 
And so what, for instance, technology, technology continues to push further to the left of the spectrum there, which means technology has been picking up buy signals over the course of the past month. So, you know, for since basically- That would, that would be counterintuitive. Basically since mid-January, technology has continued to improve on a relative strength basis. And while you've seen, you know, that those numbers pick up, it's come at the expense of uh, utilities is beginning to downtick a little bit, consumer non-cyclicals beginning to downtick a little bit. Um, but, you know, you, you certainly see technology there uh, at, at the top of the spectrum. Interestingly, to the far right-hand side or the, the bottom ranks, energy is kind of the big standout that's down there at the bottom of the rankings. Yeah, it's at the bottom of the ranking, but, you know, if you look at, you know, I mean, oil itself, if you look yeah, at CL, forward slash I mean um, well so yeah and, some, and this is just looking at stocks mm -hmm. it's, it's the equity components there mm -hmm. but that's that the yeah I just pulled up pull up chart of CL slash you know looks looks pretty interesting which is that's the continuous continuous uh, crude oil crude continuous oil, yeah. so looking yeah. at the futures contracts there and international equities you see Asia-Pacific now, this is news you can use, too, uh, talking with the customers. And, and ask, if you sit down with them and show them how you can get to this page, mm -hmm. I mean, this will amaze and delight them. Mm -hmm. No question about it. Yeah. Because you can see right now, Asia Pacific is the place to be as far as um, uh, international equities. If I click Asia Pacific, I end up getting uh, some interesting names. Yeah, you, so you know, can click off of there, and you should be able to generate... It's like an idea generator that yeah. pull up some ideas and ETFs, mutual funds, um, and the likes there. These are the things, the simplicity of this system that allow you to really do well managing a portfolio. And the idea is to keep it as simple as you possibly can. Absolutely. In fact, what we looked at is that for a particular university, we looked at the uh, uh, endowment and said, let's create a, a, a product that the endowment could be running. And the idea was... Why don't we look at the bogey? What are you being compared to? And let's own that. And then we'll take each piece of that, put it into a relative strength calculation, and we'll overweight according to your mins and max that you have required. Mm -hmm. We'll overweight the right places, tactically. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's simple. It's straightforward. And you never, it, it's like when I, you know, when we were at that cocktail party with Jack Bogle, and I went up to Jack and I said, Jack, I said, the older I get, and I'm getting pretty old, um, the more I get just like you. And he was older than me. So he said, what do you mean, Tom? I said, drive a straight line. This is as straight a line as you can get. You own the bogey, you own what you're compared to, and you simply overweight it. Yeah. And, and you make, might need to make small adjustments along the way. It's yeah, like, it's like this... It's like the, the example... You're passing a car. You, you drive from Richmond, Virginia to Washington, D.C., which we did a few weeks ago. Oh, God help us. <laughs> but there's a straight line. You go Interstate 95. Sometimes you need to go from the right lane to the left lane. You get back in the right-hand lane. Sometimes you need to pull off to... to uh, to stretch take, your take, take arthritis, a break, which we did, but you yeah. get back on. But you but you drive a straight line and you make small adjustments along the way. You don't just set the cruise on sixty five and go, without regard of anything in front of you. You yeah. need you need to make tactical adjustments along the way, but small changes along the way are what ultimately can help get you there. Yeah, we had a, on the ride back was uh, the worst ride I've ever had. 
<laughs> I mean, with arthritis in my knees, I couldn't sit still. And, and there, there was nothing I could do. I was stuck in that car. Yeah. And we pulled over one time. <laughs> that was kind of interesting. <laughs> we pulled over to a McDonald's. And remember, we're standing there. We're trying to give them an order. Yeah. It's one of those McDonald's with a robot work. You, you have to go over here, put it into the system. Yeah. Nobody would look at us. Nobody. You we stood, stand at, right we there stood at the counter working back with the cash register. Cash and register. It said open. Yep. But nobody was going to actually work that cash nobody register. Nobody was going to come talk to you, man, until you put the order in technologically. Yeah. <laughs> that, was inter- that was interesting. That was my first time because I don't ever go into a McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've seen it in other places, but Hell other yeah. places I've seen. There's a, someone behind the counter too, just in case you don't want to use the yeah. whatever the pad is. But this, this one, they wouldn't even wouldn't even look at us. This time it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't, and it was unique. We walked in there, and it was a table of real old people. Yeah, that were there, and you could see that, that they all the guys came, and this is where they met and they talked and swapped stories. Yeah. I was thinking I'd go sit down with them for <laughs> for a couple of hours. No, we had to get home. We had to we get had to, we had to get that ride over with. Next time we're taking a helicopter. <laughs> Telling you. Well, Sounds good. You got anything else? I don't think so. No, this was a fun one. Okay, good. we'll talk to you next week.